The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for free sports bets and picks, props and parlays. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. Are you the best football better in the US? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contests. Every week, there's a $350 NFL contest and a $250 contest. Go to oddscrowd.com to sign up. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name's Malcolm Bamford over in the northeast of England in sunny Newcastle. I am probably the only one on the uh, SGPN uh, network this week who sounds like I haven't been uh, in the Second World War trenches for a week. Because uh, for the, the bits I've heard today, everyone has been in Vegas and everyone is struggling a little bit. Um, so one man who was there... Uh, and can fill us in on what went down. Uh, we've got to check if he is both financially and economically stable, uh, and emotionally, actually, uh, more importantly. Uh, Moonaf Manji, uh, back in Houston, Texas. Moonaf, how are you doing, and are you financially and emotionally uh, in one piece? Financially, I am in a, a, a good piece. I can say I came up a little bit over the weekend, but uh, emotionally... You know, uh, it's it's always tough when you're leaving Vegas, and you know, first time meeting uh, Sean Ryan, um, uh, Go Bearcats was out there, Terrell Furman, our college guy, our NBA guy, um, Colby Dant of the football and basketball college experience. Uh, <laughs> Is that Pick Dundee? Yeah, Pick Dundee. Um, I saw the video there. with a hat, man. Who made yeah. me laugh? Uh, cousin Mush, and then our, our friend of the show, uh, Bowser, was also out there. And of course, a uh, good buddy of mine, uh, Boston Capper, was also out <laughs> there. So, uh, got to meet, meet some of the DJs, and it was, uh, it was a great time, I can say. I'll tell you that much. It was a great time meeting, uh, meeting and uh, hanging out with the guys and getting to know them on more of a personal basis. I will say this uh, I thought Sean would be a little shorter than I thought he was, but he's, he's I think he's about <laughs> six feet. And, okay. and, and I thought Kramer would be a little taller than he was, but here we are. Right. And, uh, you know, but it was great guy. I mean, great guys. Uh, hopefully, you know, sometime in the near future, more of the DJs get out to Vegas, but it was a great time. We, we watched uh football college football on Saturday, had a uh, little company dinner on, uh, I believe it was Saturday night. And then Sunday we were at, uh, we we're watching NFL and all crazy, crazy stuff happening. Uh, mushed on a couple bets, uh, won a couple bets, but it, it was a great time. Uh, I feel like I was there. Um, obviously there was, <laughs> so everyone, everyone was posting uh, various videos and, and things like that. Um, I know exactly what you mean about perceiving Sean. In my head, Sean's about five foot three, and Ryan looks about six foot four. Right. Like maybe it's the it's the camera angle or something where they, where they both sit when they <laughs> when they're doing the YouTube recordings. But absolutely right. Um, yeah. And then I listened to the NFL recap show today, uh, where they go over the weekend's bet, how how everybody did, and they both sounded absolutely defeated. Um, yeah, they were the, the the enthusiasm and the the joie de vivre. Uh, that the boys normally have just wasn't in their voices after after five <laughs> consecutive nights in Vegas. It was funny. Yeah, well, Colby, Colby, uh, Sean, and Ryan were out there uh, since I believe last Tuesday, but uh, the boys were working Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm not. I'm sure if you saw that they were recording out of the Wind Studios, the Booth Blue Wire. I mean, absolutely yeah. beautiful facility. I I I stopped by Wind. Um, to check out the uh, the studio, they're absolutely beautiful. So, uh, and they were also on. I think the local news also covered it and the, about the opening of the studio and the, and the boys were on featured on there. So, 
um, you know, congrats to SGPN and and then Sean and Ryan for you know from where they started ten years ago for them to be now where they are. It, it's it's crazy to see. I mean, I only got involved maybe last season with NFL, but you know the conversations I've had with Sean and Ryan over the weekend it's just incredible to see where they started and where they are right now, and 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 a lot more. A lot more things are going to happen for them for sure. And it's only onward and upward for, for SGP and SGPN. Yeah, the content's great because I think everything we do, it's a, it's a balance between being entertaining because no one's going to listen to anything that's not. I'd rather lose my money, frankly. I'd rather be uh, entertained and lose a couple of quid than be absolutely bored out my tree and win £20. That's not You can't even invest in the in the thing. But however, the, the, the people that where we've got involved... Uh, just turn a profit. We've got good analysts. Uh, yeah. We've got that rare combination. I know, obviously, the MLB's been a, been a bit of a grind. Um, my horse racing stuff tends to be okay. Um, Billy on the Soccer Gambling podcast, um, Billy's got a ridiculously good record. Um, mm. And then, yeah, the, the new NFL stuff, uh, you chipped in with the NBA that we've had the runs on the on the first half unders and things like that. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a very unusual combination uh, of top-class entertainment, uh, good analysis and picks uh, and everyone's just a, just a lovely crowd of people as well. So yeah, delighted to be involved with it. And it sounded like a fun weekend. I just said to you off the air, Munaf, I need about four grand uh, to get across for the next one. So that is what we'd, I need a little, a little money meter, uh, one of those little thermometers that they have in like a charity fundraiser. Um, <laughs> so every time I land a little, every time I land a little pick, we'll put it in the pot and we'll try and get me out there for the next one. There we go. Um, so it's a, with with everyone being away, we're, we're going on a bit of a we're going on short rest this week, Moonaf, or or long rest, depending on on which uh, which end of the week you're starting on. Uh, we're recording here on Tuesday evening. Yeah, it's eight forty-five in Newcastle, England. Uh, I have no idea what time that may. Let me two forty-five. Is it? There you go. You got yes, it. Yes, we did it. We did it. It's <laughs> only taken it six months. I'll get it wrong again next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we missed our Sunday night. Your Sunday night was NFL. Everyone was having fun. You were travelling back yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do a relatively truncated show tonight. Uh, give some picks out that will cover Wednesday and Thursday, um, and then we'll be back to cover uh, to cover the weekend as well. Um, yeah. But as always, I mean, we haven't really got much to cover in terms of last week's picks because. I mean, this part of the season, I, I was I was stymied twice by pitching changes. Yeah. Um, I had Trevor Rogers, or was it Trevor Rogers or another Rogers? There's so many Rogers. Trevor Rogers. I think yeah. it, it right. was Trevor Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, on Friday, and Hernandez went on Saturday for the Marlins. Alicia Hernandez, um, and even my dog went to pot because uh, Paolo Espino for the Nationals was changed to Patrick Corbin. So I had two non-runners. Um, which some people might say uh, after the run I've had isn't no bad thing. Actually, I think I was four and zero before that, so yeah. um, they've they've halted my momentum slightly. Um, you got a void in your dog, uh, but got your lock over the line, Moon. So of those three, uh, three voids, you did manage to get the one pick that started. Uh, you did manage to get a win. Yeah, I, th- I think we also kind of need to put a disclaimer, and I've said this before, is that if you're you know betting our picks. Uh, it's always going to be on the listed pitchers, right? And sometimes we're fading a pitcher that we're betting uh, on that, that particular game we're betting on, or it's, you know, a pitcher that we're backing to. So just make sure that, you know, it's the listed pitchers that we're talking about. Um, and again, you know, Malcolm just said he had two pitching changes. So his bets got void and along with my dog, right? It also was a pitching change for myself, but the one I did get across was the Giants run line versus the Cubs. I'm really surprised that this wasn't a lot more juice than it was. Um, this game went off on Saturday, and I was able to bet it at the book. Um, it was the uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Gossman uh, versus, I believe it was Zach Davies, and the yeah, run line, right, yeah, the run line was like minus one forty. Uh, team total was at six and a half juice to the under, but I didn't understand that either. So, um, <laughs> and also took the minus two and have alternative line, but that was an easy winner. You know, Giants took care of business there 15 to four on Saturday. It got us across the board. So between the four picks that we had, we only had one that kind of actually went off with the pitching, um, with the pitching matchups that were listed when we were making the picks, but at least we got one across. Scott, you know, had a bit of a rough weekend. Uh, he went 0-2 on his pick Saturday. He had the Mariners' money line. It, it was interesting because Chris Flexen, I mean, he's been 
great all season, especially at home. And he just had that one bad start at home this past Saturday. He went five innings, gave up. I mean, he only gave up six hits, but it was five earned runs. Sure, there were some homers in there on Saturday. Also, his dog was the Mets money line. Uh, Mets were kind of in control in this game, but then Trevor uh, May came up and gave up three runs in the top of the eighth for the Mets, and the Yankees got the victory there. Eight to se- I think it was like eight to seven that they got the victory, but um, you know it, it will bounce back this week. Um, you know a lot of pitching changes will happen, so be sure to keep that in mind when we are. Um, you know, when you're making these picks and then listen out for the uh, the pitchers that we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, you said the, the, the Giants put up 15 mm-hmm. um, the other night. They're not the only team who scored a lot of runs, Moon. If we move on <laughs> to uh, stuff that's happened uh, since you've been away and come back, um, Toronto Blue Jays, Moon, what on earth? Talk me through this. I don't know who's pitching out there for the Orioles. Is it like a little league team? I don't know what's going on out there, but... Uh, this was, I think, when we finished recording. When we did record on Friday, did we? Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the, I think the Blue Jays were trailing in that game. It was a doubleheader game, and I checked the score, and they were down. And then, lo and behold, I checked my phone again. I looked at the score, and it was. I think they put up they put up eleven runs in that. Se- I think it was the second game of the doubleheader, and they won the game eleven to one or two or something, whatever the score was. And then the next day, they played the Orioles again. And then I think believe this was Sunday. And obviously, you know, at, at the sports book in Vegas, we're all focusing on football because it's NFL week one. I was like, well, let me check up on these MLB scores and see what's going on because they didn't have a single baseball game on the sports book because it's all football. So I look on my phone and it was like 16 to three or 16 <laughs> to something like that. And it was like the second or third inning. And I checked my phone again. And it was like 22, like 22 to seven was like the final score. And I saw a note come across Twitter. I think this is definitely worth mentioning is that the Blue Jays set an MLB record of scoring 27 runs within a span of four innings. Now think about that for a second. That's almost seven runs per inning that the Blue Jays bats were were scoring in, in, in the span of those four innings, which is a tail end of that uh, game one of that doubleheader and the next game on Sunday. So uh, I think that was something that I wanted to mention, uh, at least on our podcast, because I think that may have gotten lost in the um, the in the shuffle of uh, college football and NFL going on. And then you also added the note that they outscored 14 NFL teams on Sunday, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was also on Twitter, which, which was crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, the, their bats, we've talked about this at volumes, Malcolm, that their batting lineup when healthy and everybody's in there, they can be a team that's one of the best hitting teams, at least in the American League. Yeah, absolutely. And um, there's just stat after stat after stat. It's terrifying what they've done. Um, obviously, like you say, they, they panned the Blue Jays. Uh, sorry, panned the Orioles over the mm-hmm. weekend. They had a, I think there was 11-10 thrown in there as well. Yeah. Uh, they've come out to that, though, and they, they've put eight up over the Rays uh, last night. Uh, beat the Rays 8-1. to one. Um the playoff odds on August 27, Munaf, uh-huh. which is not a long time ago. Uh, it's two weeks, uh, two and a bit weeks. Uh, their playoff odds were 4.6%. Uh, so 25 to one shots, effectively. Yeah. Uh, as we speak, Munaf, they are 70.1%. Uh, so they are now uh, well over oh, minus odds uh, to made the playoffs, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um so, yeah, led by Vlad Guerrero Jr., yeah. uh, someone we were going to mention that hey, you uh, put on the show notes, he hit his 45th uh, home run last night. Yep. Um, but when I were talking about uh, Triple Crown stuff. Um, oh, yes. Because I've got the, he's, he's well ahead in the, the batting average, uh, hitting something like, I can't remember. I think I had it in front of me. Here I have yeah, it. So uh, for batting average, and let me filter this by uh, American League. So batting average, he is number one at 318. And the second place batters are uh, Yuli Gurriel and Michael Brantley of the Astros, yeah. who are at 316 and 315. Obviously, you mentioned he's number one in home runs at 45, just one ahead of Otani, yeah. three ahead of Salvador Perez. And then RBIs, he is, I believe, three. No, he's. Four, four, four behind Jose Abreu. Yeah, so I mean, if if they continue to hit the way they are, I mean, 
Jesus, I mean, I think he can get that triple count. Now, the interesting part is, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if you see a uh, uh, the wins above replacement for him, but he's. I believe he is tied for third in the American League, just behind Marcus Simeon, his teammate, and Carlos Correa, and that's on the four letter network. I'm not sure if you see it on a uh, fan graphs there, but I mean, nonetheless, you know, he's doing well. I think, you know, you're right that this is an opportunity for us to talk about if he is going to get the triple crown. And that 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 makes an interesting conversation for us is that let's just say Vladimir Guerrero Jr. ends up with the triple crown. He gets the home runs, the RBIs uh, and the uh, and the batting average. Now, who do you give your MVP to? Is it still Otani or is it Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? Because I don't remember last time where a guy who did get the triple crown did not win the MVP award. But when you have what we see, what Otani's doing, it's going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah, it really is. Um, we're going to, we're going to have a look at the, uh, some of the, the player markets on Sunday night, yeah. I think, uh, or for, on the next podcast that we do, uh, because the, the MVP, the Cy Youngs and the rookie of the year uh, are all still wide open. And even the ones that aren't, uh, uh, sort of parlayable, uh, so you can put two or three together. So we're gonna have a look at them and maybe give us uh, give us a little fun squeeze for the last few weeks. Yeah, that and be- for the poor season. Um, uh, this Blue Jays team is just set up. This they look like a playoff team as well. Um, mm-hmm. In that the the rotation are all in form. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got they've got Robbie Ray doing all sorts. Uh, we're going to mention him later on, but we might as well talk about that now because he has hit the front moon off. Uh, with my little sweat, that's my second sweat. I've got my Otani, uh, thirty to one, uh, and Robbie Ray for my for my uh, strikeout leader, um, at uh, fifty to one. And yeah. he is. I've written. Where did I write it down? He is three clear of Garrett Cole. Three strikeouts in front. Uh, so we need Robbie Ray to keep going. Uh, but they've got the rotation, and they can they can do all sorts of. They score a lot of runs, and it's not all it's not all power. They they steal bases. Uh, they've got a lot of bits and bobs players. So they they do look like a real good playoff team at the risk the risk of sounding like an old man rather than an analytical baseball man. Um, they look like they can do it both ways, which is great. You do need to have a couple of different ways of being. Able to do something, um, so yeah. If I was uh, coming up against the Blue Jays, I'd be uh, slightly concerned. Um, so yeah, we'll have, we'll have a look at that on uh, on Sunday night. That'll be fun. Um, a couple of pitching um, performances of the week. Uh, Corbin Burns uh, led the Brewers to a combined no hitter yeah. uh, this week. Was that against Cleveland again? Cleveland got hit, got no hit for about the 18th time this season. I mean, every time. Uh, there's a no hitter. It's against Cleveland. That's a fantastic question. I should have wrote that down and see who was up. <laughs> who it I think was it against. was Cleveland. I think it might be certainly the third time. I think there'd be no hit this season, which You're is right. preposterous. It was, yeah, it was Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, it's always Cleveland. That's the, I don't know how Cleveland are where they are in the standings because uh, the only time they ever catch my eye is when they've been no hit again. Um, uh, so yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah uh, Corbin Burns uh, went eight, but he did throw a lot of pitches. Uh, he was up to one thing was like one fifteen. Yeah, he was. It was a lot. So they they pulled him, um, which was sensible, and let Josh Hader uh, finish it out. But um, yeah, um, I know you were going to ask me on about uh, Corbin Burns not getting the finish, but I think it was absolutely the sensible thing to do. Uh, they're going to need him for the for the playoffs. Um, he do, I mean, the no-hitter is good, but that's all it is. It's his stat. Uh, and I think uh, Corbin Burns will thoroughly understand. Um, I think you had, the, you had the same opinion, didn't you? You reached the same conclusion as me. Yeah, and, and when I saw this, uh, when I was back in my room in Vegas and I was looking at, you know, catching about MLB stuff is when they were doing the post-game interview, I saw that through eight innings, like you mentioned, Malcolm, that he was at 115 pitches. And, uh, you know, I think it's a lot sensible that, hey, we have bigger goals to accomplish this season. And that's what Craig Council, their manager, was saying. And I'm sure Corbin Burns fully understood that. I mean, 115 pitches, that, that's a lot. And let's yeah. say he went out there for the ninth inning. He would probably thrown another 10, 15 pitches. So he would have been up to 130 pitches. But And who knows, that could have risked more injury to him. So, um, you know, not mad about it. I'm sure Corbin Burns understood. But I'm, so, I'm also certain that he wanted to get that no-hitter. But... He's having a fantastic season. This is a guy early on in the season we were talking about with all the strikeouts that he was getting, but 
Um, you know, another victory for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers that are, look like they're ready to go uh, in, in the MLB uh, National League playoffs. You know, for them, it's just getting their having their three guys healthy with, with whatever they do, right? With with Peralta, with Corbin Burns, and Brendan Woodruff. Make sure those three guys are hemp, are healthy entering the uh, entering the postseason. Yeah, I think they've missed uh, Willie Adamas a little bit. Uh, short stops being injured because yeah. he, since he moved across uh, partway through the season, he's mm-hmm. been one of the most valuable players in the league yeah. um, for Milwaukee. So they could do with getting him back. Um, another pitching performance. It was almost a, not just a, uh, a no hit. It was almost a perfect game uh, from Max Scherzer the other night, who just shows no signs of slowing down, uh, and that included his three thousandth career strikeout. Yeah, this was on Sunday, and um, I was standing. I was uh, standing uh, with another uh, guy that was betting the games, and he kept on yelling, "Oh shit! Oh this! Oh that!" I was like, you know, I was trying to figure out which screen he was watching, and I couldn't figure it out. And then he finally taps me, and he's like, "Hey, are you watching that uh, that Dodgers uh, no hitter over there by Max Scherzer?" I was like, "Oh, is that what you're what you're oh shitting about?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So I started paying attention to it. Then I think it was the eighth inning where I forgot who hit a, a double into right field that kind of lost him the perfect game. But I said at that point, if you would have finished that perfect game, I think you might as well have given probably the Cy Young Award to Max Scherzer for this year. But, um, you know, again, he's having a great season as usual. Congrats to Scherzer for getting, you know, number 3,000 career strikeouts. I think there's only a nine, 18 or 19 players that have done it in their entire career. And now Max Scherzer has entered that conversation or into that club by having 3000 career strikeouts. So, um, you know, again, we've talked about this at volumes, Malcolm, that the Dodgers picking up Max Scherzer and trade Turner at the trade deadline. It almost, we said this last week that Max Scherzer almost was like a toss into what Trey Turner has done for the yeah. Dodgers, but Max Scherzer, I mean, Max Scherzer being Max Scherzer and having him on your rotation. Now that we know Trevor Bauer is not going to be there. I think that was a key pickup for them uh, in the stretch run and then heading into the postseason. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on, the Giants, the first team to uh, punch their ticket, Moonaf, first team to clinch a playoff spot. I bet that would have been a big price. if uh, That would be a good market to price up, actually, uh, first team to clinch. Uh, but the Giants did it and yep. have thoroughly deserved it, probably haven't. Uh, given them enough attention here, really. We've been, uh, every time we talk about them, it's only to ask uh, when the Dodgers or the Padres, we're going to catch them up. Uh, but certainly over the last few weeks, we've uh, we've been talking them up a little bit, starting to root for them. Uh, and yeah, they'll be in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the, who saw this coming, right? At the beginning of the season, I think every MLB better or analyst said that this is, sorry, this was going to be a two-horse race between the Dodgers and the Padres. And Giants came out of nowhere, they're pitching well. They're hitting well. Um, not, I think, not leading in a lot of statistical categories, but they're finding ways to win. And now for them to be, that, I think, that first team to have 90 wins, clinch a playoff spot. I mean, they've won eight games in a row that nobody is talking about. Um, it's incredible. So hopefully they, they're able to clinch this division uh, in the next week or so here. I know that the Dodgers are two and a half games back, but um, – the Giants are just doing their job of winning games and maintaining that lead in the uh, National League West for them to uh, hopefully get that division title. And it's crazy that they're still 11 to 1 to win the World Series. I mean, kind of put that into perspective that like they're still not getting the respect I think they deserve. No, I think you're absolutely right. Obviously, they're a bit of an aging team. Um, and again, uh, people are still expecting them to be to be found out. Uh, other teams are edging closer. Uh, the Astros, um, who haven't actually been playing that well, um, yeah. but really have taken advantage. Oakland have dropped away. Yeah. Uh, Seattle have been doing okay, um, but the Astros are out to six and a half games, so their magic number will be coming down. Yeah. Um, the Braves, four and a half games. Uh, the, the Phillies and the Mets are both still kind of scuffling along. Um, the Mets were doing okay and then sort of but they're winning ugly and losing ugly, so I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to put it together. I did enjoy the uh, Mets-Yankees series at the weekend, though, yeah. enough. Uh, it, was, it was a fun series, particularly the uh, the Sunday night game, which was the late game. I think it must have been the TV game. Um, yeah. So it was a, it was an 8 p.m. kickoff um, at City Field. Uh, the crowd were well up for it. There was a, there was a big crowd there all, all weekend, actually. Uh, really good atmosphere. Uh, and a, a really um, 
sort of a roller coaster of a game yep. uh, where Francisco Lindor hit three home runs. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton kept answering for the Yankees. There was quite a bit of chirp. What made me laugh was that on Saturday night, they'd had the uh, the 9-11 tributes. Yep. So, and both teams were on the field, arm in arm. Uh, the pinstripes were, were mixed with the with the Mets players and everyone was uh, one for New York. 24 hours later, they were all trying to uh, kick <laughs> shit out of each other in the middle of the field, uh, which was great to see. So, so um Yeah, really was. Um, but there was a bit of shit about, uh, about Wandy Peralta uh, possibly whistling and tipping pitches. I think it was Marcus Stroman was on the mound. Um, and I think that's what Lindor was was chirping on about. Um, Giancarlo Stanton addressed it in his press conference and said that uh, Peralta just whistles. That's what he does. Uh, it's his way of motivating the team. Uh, but they seem to think that he was uh, he was uh, sign stealing and then um, whistling to signify what was going on. So Francisco Lindor and oh Javi Baez, your mate. Uh, yeah. They were both uh, they were both chirping on. Uh, so that looked like a fun game as well. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed all of that. Did you catch any of the whistling stuff? I did, and I because uh, the I think the base or the football game was over, and then the 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 only game was on was the Yankees and the Mets game, and um, it's uh it, it's I tweeted this out that after the game was over that we need to have like these crosstown rivalries or these inner city like rivalries every single year because I mean I, I think the the Yankees and the Mets would do a lot of numbers as far as TV ratings every single year because. There's so much talent on both of these teams, right? I like to talk about Lindor, Baez, uh, when DeGrom's healthy. We would love to see a pitching duel between DeGrom and, and, and Garrett Cole on a Sunday night game. I mean, I think everybody would love to see that. So, um, yeah, it, it was. It, I caught it, and you know, it was interesting to see. Uh, hopefully, we can get it again you know, sometime in the future. But um, I was glad to see the Yankees lose, lose of course. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just very quickly going off script, Moon. I feel we had that pre-show spider silliness a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Well, straight where I'm looking, if you can see me frantically waving my arms around, uh-huh. that's because my daughter has now got another spider. Oh, uh, I don't know if she's rescuing it or rescuing me or if she intends to come and throw it on my head, one or the other. Oh, she's rescuing her little brother, actually. He's the same as me. Uh, the two the two men of the house are the soft ones. So she's rescued that spider out of his bedroom. So, yeah. Uh, live spider talk uh, on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Um, the Cardinals, half a game back from the wild card uh, without playing particularly well. Moonaf as well. Uh, still hanging around. The Cardinals is playing that well, or is there everybody that's in contention for the... MLB and National League wildcard, are they just not playing well? And I, I they kind of came out of nowhere, did the Cardinals? Um, let's see here, who's kind of they had quite a good start to the season because I think I took the under preseason and they got out to quite a good start. I thought, oh, I've got that wrong. Then all of a sudden, they were kind of hanging around the uh, sort of 480, 490 as a percentage. Um, but yeah, just to be half a game. Uh, back it's, it's Cincinnati. Uh, I think we mentioned this last week. Yeah, um, and the cards with their very old rotation. Yeah, and they've won five out of six, right? And I think you and I talked about this last show. Was that you don't have to win eight, nine games in a row if you're going to win, you know, four out of five, five out of six, especially when some of these races are so tight that you're going to be right in contention or you're going to get a lead in that wild card position. And I think obviously, one the Dodgers or the Giants are going to end up with that first. Spot in the National League wild card, but then there's like about three or four teams that are really in contention to get that second wild card spot. And now, right now, we're seeing that the Cardinals have that half game lead over, I believe it's the Padres. Um, and the uh, sorry, it's the Reds, but the uh, Padres and Cardinals are only a half game behind, and now the Phillies are two and a half games behind. So, um, definitely, we're going to be monitoring this every single day and we'll be talking about it every single day because. It's an interesting race. And then, you know, kind of the American League we didn't we want to touch on is that now we talked about how the Blue Jays are hot. They have a one game lead over the Yankees and the Red Sox, who are tied for that second spot in the Mariners and the A's are two and a two and a half games behind, respectively. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep that in mind and we'll talk about that. Um, we'll talk about that throughout our shows and our episodes as we get closer to the postseason. Yeah, absolutely. Um we got a new uh, darling of the show, Moonaf. Uh, we talked about him last week, uh, and all of a sudden he's kind of come to a little bit more, a little bit more prominence. And it's Austin Adams, um, the San Diego Padres reliever. Uh, we mentioned last week that he was just hitting everybody. Um, 
Well, I, I, uh, I messaged you earlier on. I said, did you see the, the innings that Austin Adams pitched on Sunday night? Uh, so, and you hadn't. So this was, um, yeah, Sunday evening just gone. Yeah. Uh, came in in relief. And he went hit by pitch, double. Mm-hmm. Hit by pitch, uh-huh. uh, which I think was the one that broke the record for most <laughs> of the season. Then he cared. He cared the next guy. Then hit by pitch again. So, so he three. added three on. <laughs> he added three on in that inning. Um, so he's now up to, uh, he's hit 23 uh, batters, um, which is seven more than Joe Musgrove, who's in second place. Um, now it's the most... Uh, anyone's hit since a fellow called Jack Warhop Moonoff, yeah. uh, who hit 26 batters in 1909. Um, however, uh, Jack Warhop threw 243 innings uh, to hit his 26 batters. Austin Adams has done it in 48 innings. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's it's absolutely outstanding. So we need to, we really, really need to keep an eye on this. It's it's crazy that now now we'll say that innings disparity again. He got it done in how many innings and what was her previous record? The the <laughs> two hundred record. The record for our man Jack Warhop was uh. two hundred and forty three and a third. Okay, uh, Adams done it in forty eight and two thirds, so <laughs> one hundred and ninety five less to to hit everybody. That's amazing. That's really amazing. I need to find. I need to set my. Uh, my MLB app up to get a to get an alert when Austin Adams comes in, uh, so I can see if, see how many guys he plunks over the next few weeks. So, yeah, that's something we'll absolutely keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, uh, finally, moon off before we move on to some picks. Um, our underdog uh, September underdog that the Consig put us on to yeah. uh, started okay. Then we had a little wobble. Then we got a right good heater. Uh, and I think yeah, it's it hasn't balanced out. It's still going. Uh, it's green arrows. It's all going up. Yeah, I think we left it off on the ninth, I believe, and then yeah. uh, over the next four days, uh, just quickly off the numbers. Um, it was uh, September tenth, uh, uh, minus four hundred and fifty-two dollars, but they came back the next day, and the dogs were plus four fifty-five, and then September twelfth on Sunday, plus one six two three, and then yesterday minus two ninety. So. Um, a little bit of loss over the dogs, but you're still up for the month, close to a thousand dollars or a little above a thousand dollars. Uh, if you were blindly just taking dogs. And I think there's been a couple of lines out there that you're seeing minus one Oh eights and minus one Oh two coming back on yeah. the other side. So that hasn't been put into the equation. We're only looking at plus plus dogs and minus dogs. So, um, uh, we'll, we'll keep tracking it and we'll, we'll update it every week. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've blindly been putting, um, uh, a little bit on, on on every single dog every single week or every single day. There's been some pretty big dogs that I've been hitting at Brian plus north of plus two hundred. I think Colorado was an example when they went into Philadelphia. I think they won two out of three from there. So um, you know, if you have an account where you can, you know, put five, ten, twenty, twenty-five dollars depending on your bankroll, you know, I, I would suggest uh keep doing that. Yeah, absolutely. A thousand, a thousand and sixty-one bucks for thirteen days is uh, not to be sniffed at. Yep, at all, Moonaf. Hundred percent. Ready to win money and boost your odds? Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. <laughs> Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips, getting on all your favorite teams, players, and sports. Great promos, odds, and payouts happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. We're also brought to you by Pixwise. The number one app for sports betting picks, helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics, giving you the who, how and why behind every prediction for every game, every day and every sport. Loaded with the best bets, props and parlays, you can find in-depth analysis on every game, all for free. Found your pick? Search the latest sportsbook promotions to sign up an account, compare the odds and finally place your bets. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. Pixwise backs responsible gambling. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service, started just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after speaking with them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs to get passed down. Instead, Mint just passes on sweet savings direct to you. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. Keep the same phone number. If you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. That's mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. Okay, Moonaf, like you said, we're going to keep it relatively short. Uh, that is a little bit of Champions League going on. We don't often, often have live football, Moonaf, when we talk. Uh, yeah. It was Bayern Munich have uh, just gone turned up against Barcelona. Um, yeah. Tell me that you filled your boots on uh, Manchester United against Newcastle United. Oh, uh, yes. We talked about that. Yeah. Did, what was your, what angle I, did you take on that one? I, I absolutely just took the over on, I took the over on the game and then I took Manchester United team total over i think it was at two and a half so yeah um i think they got out to i think ronaldo put in two early on and then i think they got i think two more in the second half or yeah. something like that we but, equalized uh, actually we we got yeah. it back to one one in the 54th minute much to the shock of me particularly and everybody <laughs> else uh looked like we were going to spoil the party for about six minutes yeah uh, and then they ran away again and uh but we're we're on tv on friday night against leeds uh, so there's another opportunity for you, Moon. Off, I would uh, just be taking everything that starts with Leeds uh, on Friday night. Newcastle um, always—they're always good for at least one goal, at least one in every single yeah, game. Yeah, but we always so. let in four, the, which, uh, is, uh, which is a drawback. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, picks for the weekend. Then um, you're saying we're at the point where we're seeing favourites of upwards of one fifty or more, uh, and the yeah. Sig said. Uh, this is the this is the dog month, Muna. Yeah, this is a dog month, so it, it kind of gets tough to pick. You know, locks that are going to be like reasonably priced, and you know, not making excuses, but you know how we're talking about um, how we're talking about. You know, it's it's a month of the dogs, right? And how we're kind of keeping track of it. So, um, you know, I'll keep that in mind because we're seeing you know some of these plus two hundred dogs that are cashing, like the. Rockies being the Phillies and, and, you know, you'll, you'll have your, I don't know, the Indians winning a game here and there and um, the Diamondbacks again, you know, a team that we've talked about at volumes. That's another team, you know, Pittsburgh and sque- squeak off Detroit Tigers are another team. So uh, did you want to talk about a couple of series here that we might be want to looking out for until Thursday? I know it's already Tuesday. So some of these are kicking off, but I think the one for me is probably going to be the Cardinals versus the uh, Mets. I think that's one, that's a big implications on the wild card uh, series or wild card positioning. Um, Padres and Giants. I think Pod, uh, Giants already won last night. They they play again tonight, and I think that's probably the only Boston and Seattle was the other one. Uh, quite like uh, Tampa Bay in Toronto. Yeah, that um, too. Yeah, because obviously Tampa Bay look home and host in that division. Uh, we've talked about Toronto uh, and an absolute heater. Um, yeah, beat the mate to one last night. Um, Robbie Ray going tonight against Michael Wacker. Um, so yeah, that'll be that'll be a good series. Um, and yeah, just some, so yeah, some fun fun pitching matchups. You're looking at like like you say these wild card races. Cincinnati get Pittsburgh. Um, and the Cardinals and the Mets, I think, looks like one of those uh, teams is going to have the heart broken this week uh, by the other one. So, mm-hmm. interesting to see uh, where we end up. Um, in terms of picks, Moonaf, we've yeah. uh, we've actually ended up with three uh, from us, not four. And I'll tell you why. My, my lock um, was exactly the same as your lock. Okay, there and we go. Double I lock. didn't look at the notes while I was bothering to make my pick. Um, so we we go. We're going to go with a double lock, the very rare double lock. Um, just because, like I say, it's a it's a it's a short week for us. We're on short yeah. rest. Uh, we're going to be back before the weekend. Uh, so we're going to have one lock and a couple of dogs because it's. Um... Have you got two locks as well? Yeah, I got two locks. I didn't. Uh, oh, I didn't have wait, a dog. What's going but... on? We've just thrown the script out the window here, Moonaf. Yeah. 
That's why I messaged. Just, I was like, yeah, do we want to do a, a double lock or, you know, the usual or one pick because we're short or, and you're like, no, we're going to get as many picks as we can. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I was, I'll, I was being very flippant. And then I picked the same one as you. It didn't realize you picked yeah, two. I was like, I'll go, okay, I'll then go, Munaf. I'll go double lock. I don't have a dog, but I'll go double lock. But okay. Uh, let's start with our double lock. Uh, Malcolm, what do you think about that? Let's do that. Uh, Wednesday, tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, we're both on the Phillies money line versus the Cubs. And, uh, it's Ranger Suarez versus Alec Mills. Um, I think first we kind of kind of preface it that if this was like an Aaron Nola or a Kyle Gibson going up against the Cubs, I think this would be a much, much higher price north of 200. I think that Kyle Gibson goes tonight for the um, for the Phillies, and I think he's at minus 200. So uh, hopefully Ranger Suarez is around that 140, 150 mark, but – uh, Suarez quietly six and four with a 1.38 ERA perfect five and O record at home. He has for the Phillies. And we've talked about how the Phillies are in that divisional race or that wild card race. I mean, this is, this is the type of teams that they kind of need to beat up on and get the victories against the Cubs. Right. And, um, if they're going to get back in the division race or, or make some noise in that wild card, um, positioning this is the type of wins that they need to get Phillies three and one this season against the Cubs uh and like I said on the mound for the Cubs is Alec Mills six and six record 4.35 ERA this season so far on the road two and four with a 4.29 ERA so um he did face the Phillies this season once he went five and two thirds innings allowed five hits three earned runs so um but I think you know there's been such a roster turnover for the Cubs since the post-trade deadline. I mean, they've won a couple games, but I think they're kind of down there with the Orioles and the teams like the Pirates. So um, we're both going to be taking the Phillies money line tomorrow, Wednesday, against the Cubs uh, as our lock. Did you want to add anything to that, uh, Malcolm? No, just Ranger Suarez. Um, yeah. I think in obviously came out of uh, came out of the bullpen since he joined the rotation. Um, he's only given up more than one earned run on one occasion, which was to the D-backs yeah. uh, back on August the 18th. But since then, um, it's it's one earned run, one, one, zero, one. Um, it, and the, the September ERA is 0 0.82. Uh, the August ERA, 2.03. Just rock solid. Um, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely happy to take him. Uh, carry on, Moonaf. Give us um, lock number two. Yeah, my second lock is going to go Wednesday also. It's going to be the Oakland A's money line versus the Royals. Uh, Sean Manaya versus Mike Miner. Uh, I'm pretty much just fading Mike Miner here. You know, we talked about the roulette strategy earlier in the season. Is that, are you going to be that guy that walks into the casino and bet on the color that just keeps coming up? Or are you going to be the guy that's going to fade it and thinking the other side's going to come? But I'm going to be that guy that backs that same color, meaning I'm fading Mike Miner. The Royals haven't have lost seven straight games when he's been the starting pitcher. Four and seven with a record with a 5.18 ERA at home. He did have one good start against the A's this season, but that was all the way back in July. But no, I don't want to put too much stock into that. The A's are three and one against the Royals this season. Um, not much of a handicap on Manaya, but like we talked about, that I'm just fading Mike Miner here. Um, if there is a pitching change, and I want to kind of put this disclaimer out there, is that whoever is matching up against Mike Miner, I will be on the Oakland A's whenever Mike Miner is pitching. So hopefully it is Sean Manaya versus Mike Miner tomorrow night. But, um, you know, I'm just fading Mike Miner here. And then we're going to go Oakland A's money line for my lo second lock, which is tomorrow. And then our double lock between Malcolm and myself. Is going to be Wednesday also. Phillies money line versus the Cubs. Ranger Suarez versus Alec Mills. Yeah, I feel like I've been burned by Mike Miner a few times this season. I just seem to uh, keep getting him wrong. Um, possibly Kansas as well, as I, I seem to get wrong. Um, but yeah, it, it just seems to be tailing off a little bit uh, as the season uh, gets on. We've we've talked before about the, these older guys uh, who've thrown a lot of innings. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely with you on that, Moonaf. Um, I picked out a dog. Uh, which goes on Thursday night, uh, which is Tyler Alexander of the Tigers against Dietrich Enns of the Rays. Uh, Dietrich Enns uh, making his second podcast appearance. He was uh, he was the 13th man to get a save for the Rays uh, when we did our little uh, quiz that I stymied you with a couple of weeks ago. Um, but Tyler Alexander, he's had 11 starts for Detroit. Um, 
two and two with a four point zero nine ERA. Um, he's given up just two earned runs in his last nine innings, uh, including one earned run on five hits um, against Tampa on September the tenth uh, in four point one innings pitched. Um, since he came into the rotation in June, he's actually dropped his ERA. It's down point six of a point uh, from four point six down to four point zero nine. Um, and Detroit are actually 31 and 40 on the road. Uh, kind of counterintuitive. Yeah, Tampa do have a very good uh, home record, admittedly. Uh, but Detroit are quite feisty on the road. Uh, so I was happy to take um, Alexander there. Um, and fade um, Dietrich Enns. So, um, firstly, Dietrich Enns is a really good story. Seems like a top bloke. Uh, he's had four years in between his. Uh, his major league appearances. Um, and he got his first win last time out, which was against Detroit. Uh, he pitched four innings of no run, uh, no run ball. He put in long relief again. Uh, this is going to be his first start. Like we said, he's, he's actually had a save uh, this season for Tampa. Um, so maybe I think Detroit might just be ready for him this time. Um, he's 1-0 and with a 3.38 ERA on 16 innings pitched just. Um, he's given up some runs in some short relief appearance against Boston and Baltimore. And to me, it just looks, it's got the look of a blow up start about it. And I don't really know why that's more of a feel thing, you know, uh, than obviously some, some analysis. It's got the look of a blow up start in, in a bullpen game for Tampa. I don't, I think if he goes four, that'll be it max. Um, and then the, the Tampa bullpen will take over. Uh, so I just think, um, Tyler Alexander in Detroit, um, with a decent away record, and the fact that Alexander's been pitching well and seems to be on an upward curve, I think Alexander and the Tigers can hang with them. Uh, and hopefully, uh, as we get quite deep into both bullpens, um, uh, Detroit, at the big price as well, I think they certainly will be, uh, can get us a win, Munoz. It's interesting to see that the, and I, I, I know I didn't catch this myself, was that the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays have lost four out of their last five games, and they lost the rubber game against the Red Sox, and then they dropped two out of three to the Detroit Tigers. And we've talked about how dogs are cashing. Um, I think this is another example that Detroit Tigers are a team that are not laying down um, against the Rays. Um, and then, you know, just kind of going off of your pick is that I think this might be a good time for you to get on this um, – fading the Rays right now because they are kind of cold. Um, and it's kind of interesting to look at their rest of their schedule. I know we could get to that at the next podcast, but um, yeah, it's just finding those, those just, it's just finding some type of edge because September is a month of dogs. We've been harping on that all month long here on our podcast is that I think you find that you found that edge. And I think that it will hopefully come into fruition for you on Thursday night and, and we'll be able to celebrate a dog victory for you. It's even just finding a finding a pick that's going to give you a chance, someone that's going to keep yeah. you in the game. If you've got two or three um, dogs going at plus one seventy, plus one eighty, which are, they're quite easy to find uh, this time of the season. If you can get into the sixth, seventh inning uh, in a couple of those games uh, with a live shot, uh, that's how you're going to end up on the right side of that plus one thousand and sixty one books um, yeah. that we talked about. So yeah, absolutely, just find a player who's going to keep you in it, and I think that combination of uh, of Tyler Alexander and Dietrich Enns looks like one uh, that's going to give you a live chance. Um, Scott Reichel uh, has sent his picks in, as always. Uh, good to hear from Scott, and this is what he fetched out for us. Hey, guys, Scott Reichel back here with your lock-in dog for the week. Quickly recapping how we did over the weekend. Unfortunately, we went 0-2. Pretty tough beat there with the dogs. We had the Mets money line against the Yankees on Saturday. Led in the eighth inning, and then the bullpen blew it. But happens, we'll look for a bounce-back week here. Starting with the lock on Wednesday, I like the Astros and Rangers over nine. These teams have faced off 16 times this season, and 10 of those meetings have had at least nine runs. Irkidi's pitching for Houston, and he's made two starts since coming off the IL, and he has not been good. Seven and a third innings pitched, 4.91 ERA. Also not going much length. I think he'll struggle in this spot. And on the other end, you have Arihara pitching for Texas. His home stats this season are really underwhelming. 13 and two-thirds innings pitched, 9.22 ERA. I think Houston should tee off against him. And the over 
is also 10-4-1 in the last 15 meetings. So I think this total is too low, and I think it should end up going over. And looking at the dog sticking with Wednesday's card, I like the Cardinals' first five money line at the Mets. The Cardinals have won five of their last six games, and if you look at the pitching matchup, the Cardinals probably have the better starting pitcher. John Lester on the mound, and he's been very good since joining the Cardinals. His last four starts, 23 and two-thirds innings pitched, five earned runs. Meanwhile, you have McGill on the mound for New York last month, 27 and two-thirds innings pitched, 5.2 ERA. And the Cardinals also have done pretty well in City Field lately and just in general because the Cardinals are 5-1 and one in the last six meetings in New York. So for that reason, I think the Cardinals should get off to a hot start. I think the Cardinals will end up leading after five. But that has been your lock and dog for the week. Let it ride. There you go. Thanks for those, Scotty. Um, and Moonaf, that's brought us to the end of this one, like you see. A bit of a shortened one. Um, uh, but on uh, the next time we talk, probably on Friday, uh, we will go through all those uh, player prips. And we, we'll try and pick out a couple of uh, a couple of fun fun ones that'll get us through the the next month or so of the season. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for returning safely from Las Vegas, <laughs> Muna. Um Subscribe, everybody, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, um, etc. And please do leave us some uh, some reviews. We need to get more reviews, which means that uh, we'll get boosted up the chart and uh, Sean and Ryan will allow us to carry on doing this a little bit longer, Moon. Yeah, if we don't get those reviews, we might not be here next season. So if you do like listening to us and, and uh, um, uh, talk about baseball and like, getting down on our picks, uh, definitely please leave us a review. Uh, we'll greatly appreciate it. And uh, I think for the the one, the show that we're talking about, picking some futures as we kind of end the season, I think Scott's going to join us for that. So it'll be a fun little podcast, like picking his brain and then um, looking at some of these markets because I think feel like there's some that are still kind of wide open. And then I think um, for some of these division, especially the NL East, I, I think that you can still find some value on, on, on maybe a Phillies nine to one ticket I may have picked up this morning. <laughs> you may or may not have picked up this morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fair enough. Okay, then, man. Well, thank you very much, Moon. I appreciate you joining me sure. when uh, you're still recovering from a from a chaotic <laughs> weekend. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, good luck over the next couple of nights. We'll uh, speak to you at the weekend, and we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.